Welcome to the Rich Equation Podcast. Rich Equation Podcast. Are you ready to discover how to live rich today and not wait for retirement? If you're tired of struggling and want to live your best life now, you're in the right place. Outdated principles will no longer work in today's environment. It's time for a new approach. Your host, Ashish Nathu, will help you discover methods to live the new American dream. It's time to start living the good life on your own terms and experience a new way to live. Rich. Rich. Now, here's your host, Ashish Nathu. Hey, welcome back to the Rich Equation podcast. Today, I have Evan Carmichael with us. I'm so honored that he said yes to joining us on the podcast today. Evan believes in entrepreneurs. He, at 19 years old, built and then sold a biotech company. And by 22, he was a venture capitalist raising up to $15 million. He now runs a YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with over three and a half million subscribers and over 300 million views. He's written books, speaks globally, and he's trying to solve the world's biggest problem that people don't believe in themselves enough. He's all over Forbes and some of the biggest magazines in the industry. And he's noted as one of the largest social media personalities that you need to know. He set two world records that he uses a trampoline and a stand-up desk. And he owns Canada's largest salsa dancing studio where he met his wife. He has a large Doritos bag right in front of him all day to remind him that he's stronger than the Doritos. He calls Toronto his home. He's a husband, father, and just a really special guy. I'm super honored that he joined us today. I had a short time with him, so I wanted to make sure that we used his time appropriately and we asked him three or four really deep questions. I hope you get a lot of value out of this. Here he is, Evan Carmichael. Mr. Evan Carmichael, welcome to the Rich Equation Podcast. I'm so honored that you're here today. Thanks for having me, Shish. I love that you're standing up too. We got a couple of stand-up guys here. This is great. Yeah, I don't have a trampoline like you, but I'll may- maybe I'll look like I'm bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> I have to hold on just so that I don't. Often I have hold on just so that I don't like just get the bounces going on in between. That's right. Like that. Anyway, happy to be here, man. This is great. Yeah, well, really honored. And you know, as I was preparing for this, I outlined about three or four questions, and I'm going to try to communicate my question clearly. But I think you'll get what I'm trying to ask. And I want to try to go as deep as possible on these three or four questions. And okay. I want to respect your time and get the most value for the listener today. So I'm just really excited to be having this conversation. I guess to get started, you know, you are a guy that has had quite a long journey in your success. And you are pretty public about that, about staying persistent and staying focused and, and giving patience and giving, you know, your endeavors time. And, and you've had really great success. But you continue to say yes. You know, you're here today, continue to provide value on a podcast you potentially have never heard before. I randomly reached out to you and you were gracious enough to say yes. And you're unconditionally committed to providing value to people without knowing the result. So, what I'd like to know and what I think people can get a lot of value from is what is the story that you're telling yourself that allows you to do that? And how can we continue to stay focused on not necessarily just saying yes, but to constantly keep focusing on what's showing up in our life that we potentially have to say yes to, to provide value without knowing the result, especially, and and what resonated with me about this question was like, Evan Carmichael does not need to be on my podcast. He is a busy guy. 
He's doing lots of great things. He's successful. For all intents and purposes, comparatively, we have a very small presence. And so I'm just, not only am I honored here, but I think there's a lesson to be learned about your action. And it's a really great reminder that we have to continue to say yes to things, no matter our level of success. Let me take it in two ways. So the first up is like, how did I keep going and say yes at the beginning? Because that's where I struggled a lot. I, I post my journey on my website. If anybody goes, you can see like year over year. So cool. We have three and a half million subscribers or whatever now, but <laughs> dude, it took so long to get there. Like five years in, still had a couple thousand subscribers. <sighs> you know, you're probably ahead of me already. Like most people listening are probably already ahead of me. If you just kept going and kept saying yes. And people ask, how did you keep going? Well, I always focus on who I was serving instead of who I wasn't. So I think it's easy to say, well, I'm not here. Oh, I didn't even think about a million subscribers, man. I would have been good with a thousand at the beginning or 10,000, right? So why am I not at 10,000? I didn't think that way. Like even now, well, why am I not at 4 million or 5 million or 10 million or or 100 million? Why am I not there? I focus on who I am serving instead of who I'm not. And it allows you to keep saying yes. And then it also makes you feel like what you're doing matters. Because I think we all want to wake up and feel like today is going to matter. And if you're only focused on who you're not, and the people you're not serving, then you never feel like the work you do is important. Where if you focus on, hey, I'm helping people, like even if 20 people watch that video, maybe for one of them, that's a life-changing video that would allow me to be happy and keep going. Not complacent, but fulfilled that what I'm doing works. The second part is like, well, okay, well, now that I'm here, why the yes to your show? It's all an energy thing for me. Like I get hit up constantly in DMs. I don't remember what you said, but there was something in there. It's like, you know what? I don't know. It's a sheesh guy. Let's, let's do it. You know, my team may not be happy. Time is limited, right? So (laughs) my agent and my team want me booked on all sorts of crazy things that they're doing. When I get a message that just I resonate with, he's like, let's do it. Let's have some fun. So more of a credit to you than me. There's something in your message that I think other people can learn from. And one, just your willingness where you might've thought, I don't know what percentage chance you thought that this would happen, but still the willingness to go off and do it, even if you thought it was a low percentage chance. And then two, and whatever you wrote or said, you know, in the message, it worked, put Nashi Ashish vibes. So, you know, <laughs> let's go and, and to keep doing it. I just think it's fun doing that. Maybe there's a question you ask, maybe it helps your show out. I don't know. Didn't overthink it for those kind of things. It's much more vibe thing. Most yeah. people will be a no, but then it's like, ah, okay, Ashish, yes. Let's go. Well, you know, and you you just mentioned this in the first part, and it, it kind of feeds into my next question because, and specifically the way that I reach out and specifically with you was like, I love your message and I love that you're just focused on creating value. Let's create value together and let's just do it. But when you, in regards to your first part of your answer there, you know, you, you talked a lot about like, don't get lost in what, how did you say it? Basically like the, the followers that you don't have, right? or what you don't have. And I think tying this back to entrepreneurship, because a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs and high performers, I want to get deep into the mindset of entrepreneurship. So it is really easy as an entrepreneur to want, and you post a lot, talk about this, is that sometimes wanting more can be a curse. And you stay so focused on what you don't have. And something that sort of I'm also going through personally is that no matter what we have and no matter how much we can achieve, we always want something more, whether it's more customers, more income, maybe we want more connections or more relationships, we want more clients, we want more time, we want more freedom, whatever it is, it's different every week or every season. How can we find a level of you know, grounding 
but also having a desire to want more. I don't, and I think sometimes people judge wanting more for greed or lack of satisfaction. And so I'd love you to tie a bow around this in that there's nothing wrong with wanting more, but it also can be a curse. And how do you do it in a healthy, productive, focused way? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like the base has to be fulfillment and gratitude. And from there you can go and get more. If you don't have the base of fulfillment Mm. and gratitude, then you're, you're filling an empty void with having more. So I mean, I just got this house, right? It's this giant home. We're still sleeping on the floor on our mattress. Like don't have the box spring in the bed yet. And like, I got the office set up because <laughs> I gotta make, but that's about it. Like nothing else is set up. And I'm looking, it's like, it's so overwhelming. Like we got it. We have furniture for every, ha- every room, all of it. You know, it's a journey. We'll get there. You know? So you've got the growth goals. I've got growth goals for my business. I'm not anti-goals. You know, like I want, I want to change the world. I want to solve the world's biggest problem that people don't believe themselves enough. I want to hit every human on this planet. It's not going to happen. And I wake up every day trying to make it happen. So I get it. I'm ambitious. I love it. It's got to be grounded in the gratitude and fulfillment that what you're doing actually really, really, really matters and that you're having an impact. When I go to events, I ask people, to give me advice and feedback, the people who I respect on videos, for example. And I'll always leave with, hey, tell me why I suck. Tell me where it sucks. And I know it doesn't suck, but what I'm doing is giving them permission to be honest, to say, okay, here's what I would actually fix. So say, hey, Evan, it doesn't suck, but I would fix these you know, one, two, three things to get the, the real advice. So they're not hiding the truth. But why am I able to do that? Well, because I'm grounded in knowing that the stuff is good and I'm grounded in knowing that I love the work that I'm, that I'm doing. Right. So it allows for the push to go off and do more. The problem becomes is like, you're, why are you going to do more? Is it, is it grounded in, in service and, and kindness and trying to help people? Or is it grounded in no, because if I get that Lamborghini, it's going to make me look good to people who I don't care about, right? Was- service, but you have to feel connected to the service. You have to feel like the thing matters. So if you put out this episode and five people watch it or 5 million people watch it, it's, it, I would tell myself that it's having an impact on at least one person that even this, even if you never, I've had shows where I'm like their first guest and it never gets published. Right. But hopefully in something I say today, maybe it moves you a sheesh forward and it has that little spark because I've, I've seen it enough where like four years later, five years later, eight years later, we meet at some event and say, you know, that thing you told me back in 2022, dude, that like changed everything. Like I've seen enough of that happen that it makes me realize that this is really important. You're an example of that. I mean, I think we all are. I mean, I try to be, I try to be for myself, but, but whenever you can tie the thing you're doing to service, it gives you more courage to show up and do it. When I broke my neck in 2019 and I was doing this tour and I didn't want to make videos because I broke my neck and, and I'm in massive pain. I've got a, a concussion. I've got this giant like scab down the middle of my forehead. I've gained weight because I can't move now. So I've gained, you know, 20 pounds. I can't fit into my hoodie because there's no zipper on it. And I look like a mess <laughs> and like, I, I'm not making videos. This is ridiculous. Right. But then I, as soon as I could tie it to service that, Hey, first off, people still need my message. Like people still rely on my content daily. So I, I I'm doing a disservice to them by not doing it. But then also, maybe if I make a video being overweight and having a neck brace on and a scab and like oversized hoodies, like maybe that might inspire somebody to make a video too when they feel like they have a bad hair day 
you know, or they feel like they're, they don't have their makeup just right or whatever. Maybe by me showing up, it might inspire somebody else to show up. And even if it's not true, like even if it didn't inspire anybody, yeah. even me just telling it, me myself that it might inspire somebody gives me the courage to show up. So anytime you can tie your thing, what you're doing to service allows you to show up with a lot more strength. And so the wanting more, there's nothing wrong with having physical possessions and stuff. I mean, you know, I like the princess die model more than mother. I don't want to be broke. I want to make money so I can go and serve more people. The more is helping and serving and reaching more people as opposed to more just being a number in your bank account or a private yacht or, you know, whatever. I love that. I mean, I think it also reminds you how important it is to create serendipity in the world too, right? And if you just focused on, I use serendipity, but like if you're just focused on creating value or doing service, you never know what's going to come back in return, right? I, I honestly have a hard time connecting. So this is maybe my internal struggle, Ashish. I mean, you can help me with this. So, you know, I want to change the world, right? Solve the world's biggest problem. I want to hit every human. I know I'm not going to, but it changes how I show up to the work that I want to do things that have the ability to scale. So, you know, we've had over 500 million people watch our videos. I I can't compute that. 500 million people. What does that even mean? That's right. Three and a half million subscribers is bigger than my city. I don't know what that, I can't, I can't process that. I don't know what that means, but coming on and doing a show with you grounds me to feel like, oh, Ashish likes my stuff. You know, Ashish hasn't been inspired by some of my content you telling me that what I've done has had an impact on you is more meaningful in my heart than having three and a half million subscribers on my YouTube channel. Cause I don't know how to connect that. So I like to have that balance in that I'm still going for the growth because I want to change the world, but I get the most meaningful connection from talking to an individual entrepreneur who loves the content and had a story to share. I want to talk to you about I am perhaps what I'm experiencing a little bit, but I think that I, in a lot of the conversations I have with other business owners and entrepreneurs, I am experiencing a lot of people having this like pivotal moment in their career. And what I want to talk to you about is essentially what's really going on, why, and what is, can people learn from that? And so what I mean by that is everybody wants, let's say freedom or to have a successful business or uh, to make a lot of money. You end up spending, you know, you know, this better than anybody. It takes time. You spend five, 10, 15 years building something, one singular thing with pure focus. Then you build it. And somehow you get to a pivotal moment. And right now I'm experiencing this a lot because you know, the world is changing. There's new opportunities. You see a lot of traditional business going to tech. Like there's so many pivotal things going on and people find themselves unhappy with what they just built. And like, well, I want to leave my operating business and I want to go get into real estate, or I want to stop what I'm doing in my real estate business. And I want to go online, or I want to stop my W2 job and go retire and live in another country for a year. Like people make these like really drastic comparisons of what they want because they're not happy with what they just spent building. And, and I don't think that's the case. I think it's just a really convenient story. And so what I'd love you to talk to is, you know, why is it that we experience this sort of discontentment with getting what we think we wanted over the last 10 years or 15 years? And how can we not just say, oh, we're going to leave all that behind and I'm going to go you know, live in an ashram for, for another year, but really extrapolate the value from that and continue to move forward? It's mostly because people are making 
a head decision that should be a heart decision. Mm. You know, like that, those are heart questions, not hard, but like heart, heart your heart. Yes. Those are heart yeah. questions. Like what you should do with your life, how you should live your purpose. Like that's heart. And we're trying to answer with our head, but you can't answer a heart question with your head. We end up doing the mm. logical, safe, practical thing, as opposed to doing the thing that hasn't been done before. And that will, you'll always be discontent. You live in discontent if you're never doing the thing that you actually would love to be doing and you're just doing a thing because it it's trending or there's some new tech out or because your mom wanted you to go take that career or because of someone like you is supposed to do, right? You'll never be happy and you'll always jump from one thing to the next. Look at my YouTube channel. You know, I mean, even before the YouTube channel, I had my website. So I'm 42 years old now. I started doing this when I was 22. So 20 years of doing this. I had the website, then the YouTube channel. April 2009 was my first video. And now, you know, we're mid-2022 recording this video. Done 13,000 videos more. I just haven't taken, there hasn't been time off. So when people say, well, why don't, how do you not burn out? Because I love what I'm doing. In talking to you now, does this work? It's not work for me. Yeah, like this is fun. This is my heart. This yeah, is, I get to talk that. to Sheesh, yeah. right? So people are just not connected to, they're not doing work that they think actually matters. They're doing work to chase some goal that their head came up with, that they think mm-hmm. they want this thing as opposed to something that they actually feel matters. And it doesn't mean entrepreneurs, typically we want to change the world. Like we want to have a huge impact. We want to do big things. Amazing. That may not be for everybody, but you have to feel like the thing you're doing is going to mean something to some people. And when you like, that's what you want to get addicted to. When you feel that you'll never want to let it go and you won't burn out and you won't want to jump ship and go to something else. You're just making heart decisions with your head and not you like, sure, maybe you, but most people. Tell me about your daily routine. So I have a morning routine and an evening routine that are fairly consistent. And then I have a daily routine that's different than other days. So so one day a week to do different things. Um, In terms of that kind of daily routine that switches up, switching costs are real, you know, even in monotasking, like we know multitasking of, of trying to do multiple things at once, but even monotasking to do one thing at a time, switching costs are huge between jumping from one thing to another. So if I'm going to jump from you to then going write my book, to then going and doing email to then go, it's just, it's too much of a switch, you know, for me to get into the zone of writing my book, I need 45 minutes just to get back to where I was from the last time I left off from it. So I try to assign different things for different days. I'm in complete control, pretty much of my calendar. That may not be the case for everybody, but for what you can control, then being intentional about it. So for me, Monday is my mentoring day. We have 40 people on my team. I want to be the kind of boss that when they come in, we make them a better human than if they ever leave, right? So I spend the whole day mentoring the people on my team. Tuesday is my YouTube day. It's content day. I'm filming. Like if you do not have time on your calendar to film, you're not going to film. You're not going to make the content. If you wait till you're inspired, you're never going to make anything. So (laughs) Tuesday is like YouTube. It's consistent. It's in my calendar. Every Tuesday, I'm making content. Wednesday is my project day, and that is free. It's open. It's whatever I want to work on because the overscheduled entrepreneur usually ends up hating their life or their business because they never have time to work on the things that that is new into their company. So my Tuesdays and Thursdays are really jam-packed. Wednesday in the middle is completely open. So yesterday was a Wednesday. I'm working on my book. Next Wednesday, I might work on something completely different. And it doesn't always have to have a practical payoff. It's just right. something new, fun, experience. Creativity is messy. So Wednesday is a messy day. Thursday is my public facing day. 
interviews, podcast. Today's a Thursday when we're recording this, right? That's right. So when we book these, you know, I've 25 minutes on, five minute break, 25 minutes on, five minute break. So after this, I'm going into another 25 minute session, then a five minute break. And it's like my whole day gets filled up doing other people's shows and podcasts. And it's just staying in the same energy. Like the energy you're getting now, I'm naturally introverted and shy. People don't get that about me. It doesn't come across, but the energy I'm showing up for your show is the result of the five other shows I've done before getting to you. Right. And I'm going to then take a sheesh energy and pour it into the next person. Yeah, right. That. You're not sucking my energy. You're feeding me energy that I'm then going to pour into the person who comes afterwards. Right. So like staying in that energy zone is really important. That's how the day flies by and you get into flow instead of having to jump from one thing to the next. Friday is my CEO day. And I started with CEO hours. Like if I had one hour, what would I do if I was a CEO? Like whatever that means to you, you're the CEO of your business now. What does that person do? And I moved it to be the whole day. So like working on the business instead of in the business. And then apply it to the weekend. Like Saturday is fun day. Saturday is fun stuff to do with my wife, with the family. Not like we just got a new house and there's insane amounts of work that has to get done. Sure. But that's not Saturday. Saturday is what we're going to do for fun. New restaurant street festival, drive-in movie theater, hang out, like whatever, but fun. And then Sunday's family admin day. And then it repeats again on Monday. And like that actions have to map to your ambitions. You have goals of what you want to accomplish and not just like business goals. What does your dream life look like? And then you have to have it in your calendar to do the actions. Otherwise it just becomes a hope. So, it. and it'll change and switch, right? At the beginning, I had nobody on my team. So I didn't have a mentoring day. Who was I mentoring? Nobody. So let's get to work. Now I have 40 people on my team. So I need to have a day focused on mentoring. Like the willingness to pivot and change, especially in entrepreneurship, because you learn and grow, right? Like entrepreneurship is the greatest personal development course of all time. You're That's learning right. and growing and improving. So it's crazy to think that how you start and what you're working on now is still going to be the same thing in three years. Like your business has to pivot and change and your calendar has to pivot and change as you change and evolve as a human being. So wherever I'm not happy, especially consistently, like if it's a couple of days in a row of not being happy, something is wrong in my calendar. Like I'm just yeah. not doing the right things anymore and I need to make a change. And if you can catch it early enough, having this giant crisis where you have to make this insane change, right? Because you feel you just fell completely out of alignment with yourself. Final question, Mr. Evan Carmichael, what does it Let's mean go. to live a rich life? To wake up and feel like what you do matters, you know? And you could take that into your business, whether it's the customers that you're working with, whether it's the team, you know, like making sure that your team feels like what they do matters, whether it's the relationships you're in, you know, for me, my wife, I want to feel like what I do matters for her as well. We all want to feel like we're waking up every day and that today is going to matter. And if you woke up and you felt like it didn't matter and that's every day, that's the path down the stress, anxiety, suicide, depression, like that's a really dark, nasty path. But if you woke up and felt like today is going to matter, it's going to mean something, maybe not to the world, but to at least a few people today will matter. I'm going to make something today that will matter. That's the path to happiness, fulfillment, and a rich life. I love it. Well, look, I really appreciate you being here. Thanks for sharing all your knowledge and everything that you do and continue to bring value to the world. And let's go change 7 billion lives. Let's do it, Ashish. Thank you a lot, man. It's great. Thanks so much. If you enjoy this podcast or find it valuable in any way, you have a duty to share it with someone else who may need to hear this message or can get value from this content. And remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review so we can continue to bring massive value to you and go to our website, therichequationpodcast.com to be added to our mailing list for special access and content. 
Thank you for listening to the Rich Equation Podcast with Ashish Nathu. Do you want more ideas on how to live rich? Go to richequationpodcast.com for show notes and resources. Then take one minute to leave Ashish a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you on the next episode.